0: Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode, and as you might find it, we're a little bit late today, but that's for a reason. There's a lot of craziness going on in our world right now. There's, honestly, I don't even know what to say, which is part of the problem. Me and Megan have been grappling with a lot of fear of saying the wrong thing, not really knowing what to do, not really knowing what to say, and so... We'll be vulnerable enough with you to admit that because we didn't know what to say, we thought we just wouldn't say anything at all. But then as we've seen other people out speaking their truth, speaking their passion for this issue, it really has made us reflect and figure out that we don't have to say it perfect because no one out there is perfect. But by ignoring the issue and pretending that it doesn't exist, nothing is going to change.
1: So today we wanted to address the Black Lives Matter movement, what's happening with the death of George Floyd and racism, especially as it pertains to being a white woman and a white man in our country today.
0: For us growing up, we never really experienced racism. We were completely unaware. The community that I lived in and grew up in was 100%, at least the school system was 100% white people. So I had heard about racism, like as I got older, but I never experienced it firsthand. And even if I was experiencing it, I was so blissfully unaware that it was even happening that it didn't even cross into my subconscious. And honestly, from that experience, I didn't really ever have the ability to look at it in a different lens because I didn't see a reason that I needed to look at it in a different lens.
1: So today we wanna say first and foremost, we're sorry that it took this long to understand really our privilege and our role we've played up until this point and that we promise we're going to do better. Now, I didn't grow up in quite the same environment that Brandon did, but it was almost as white. I grew up in Flint, Michigan, which obviously now is quite a different place, but 30, 30 years ago, the neighborhood that I happened to grow up in was predominantly white. And the school that I went to happened to be a private school. And in that private school, there were white kids and there were black kids. But the white kids far outnumbered the black kids. So while I went to school with black kids, while I had friends and very, very good friends that were not white, that were black, my experience was still mainly through a white lens. And although I grew up in Flint, Michigan, my experience in my neighborhood was predominantly white. So again, I grew up through that white lens. Up until this point in my life, I thought that, well, I don't hate black people. I love black people. I interact with black people every single day. I have no hate in my heart. I love the people that I love, and that doesn't matter the color of their skin. Therefore, I'm doing a good job. Good job, Pat on the back, go Meg. And I thought that because my children were growing up in an environment where they too have kids in their lives that are all different colors and races and ethnicities, I thought again, good job, Mama. You got this. You are clearly not a racist. Way to go, Meg. And now really it's coming to light of how ridiculous that sounds and how wrong I was just to think that not being a racist meant that I cared enough to do something or meant that I was doing something at all.
0: Yeah. And if anything, what, what this whole experience, just if I can be real with y'all, what this has made me realize, and I get it's brand new. So like, it's, it's, it's literally a fluid situation. But the one thing that it's brought to light with me is that I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't know about it. And that's a really poor excuse because another way to say that is, and it's not so nice is I was ignorant, ignorant to the fact that I should be aware of it, that I should care. And it's not even that I didn't care. It's that I was like, it it was almost a sympathy like, oh, I feel bad for them, but then I'm not going to change anything I'm doing and I'm not going to do anything on my end to figure out what I can do and I think the, the struggle I had and maybe you could speak to this too Meg but the struggle I had as I thought about it was it's such a huge thing and we look at something and me and Megan had this conversation when you look at something that's been ingrained in the culture of America for so long you can be of the opinion that you can't change it so why even try like why even bother like like I Brandon cannot change this, so why even try and and to me, much like anything else in your life if even if it's something big, you have to do your part in figuring out what you can do to help to come alongside to not be a savior by the way it's not it's not frankly. Like our job to be a savior as a white people. But it is our job to check ourselves, look in the mirror and educate ourselves to understand that there are things that we can do. And if we're all being honest with ourselves, we're not doing enough or we're doing nothing at all.
1: I would definitely agree with that. I think that, you know, right now we're in this weird place where we wanted to use the excuse of, well, I don't know, and I'm not black, therefore I will not speak. And it's just inexcusable, really. It's, it's inappropriate that my fear of saying something wrong made me not want to speak up at all. Or, you know, asking for a black person's perspective on this could be perceived the wrong way. So therefore I shouldn't ask. And you know what? Maybe, maybe some black people will be offended. Maybe some people would welcome the conversation. So far, it seems a little bit 50 50, but. That doesn't, that doesn't mean we don't ask the questions. That doesn't mean we don't use our voices. That doesn't mean we can't use the platform that we have on this podcast and in this world to start these conversations, although we're certainly going to mess up and we'll have to ask for grace and forgiveness over and over a million times, I'm sure. But today, right now, we just want to say that we know that we've done a terrible job and our promise is that we're going to do better
0: and i've seen it floating around a lot recently and it's really impacted me but it's if you're if you're silent to the injustices that are going on and if you're unwilling to speak it doesn't excuse you you're actually part of the problem i used to believe that you should be colorblind that you shouldn't see people differently at all that you should look out and everyone should be the same but the more i've come to realize if this situation and other situations is what you want to do is realize there are differences but still support and celebrate those differences and understand really and this is hard for me that everyone didn't come from my experience everyone didn't have my experience everyone to this day living walking breathing does not live the same way i do or have the same experience i have But the thing I've learned in my life is if you can find people that are different, that have had different experiences, that have different perspectives on things, that's where you learn. Because when you surround yourself by people that are exactly like you, you get to this place of ignorance that we are. And I'm going to blatantly say I am. Because I'm not exposing myself to things and trying to educate myself and instead putting it on some excuse that I don't understand. So because I don't understand, I'm entitled to not care or I'm entitled to not educate myself. When it's anything else in my life that I don't understand and I'm passionate about, I pursue it. And what I've come to realize is with eyes wide open now, I need to pursue actively what I can do in this situation to better myself and for my kids because we have two young kids and this is taught the bottom line is this is taught kids don't come out of the womb being a racist it is learned in this country and if we want to change it we have to change it in our own homes we have to change it in our own households and then we have to go out and we have to do more and I don't know what that more is right now but that's part of your journey too I can't tell you I can tell you what we're going to do. We're going to educate ourselves. We're going to read books. We're going to watch movies that people are recommending. But we're going to do beyond that. We're going to try to understand different people's perspectives. But again, I can't tell you what you should do. But I can tell you what not to do. And that's not what we've been doing. Because it doesn't fix the issue by ignoring it. Ignoring the issue is never going to fix it. Pretending it's not there and waiting for it to go away, which is what we all do, because a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, we won't be talking about George Floyd. We'll be talking about the next person and the next person until it comes up again. And then we just wait. I think we wait for it to go away. But then it's never going to change. It's never going to change if we don't step into our own discomfort to make give a voice to other people. Because the main thing that was holding me back is I didn't want to offend anyone. And I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. But like if I'm not saying anything about it, then I'm part of the problem. And I'm recognizing that. Now, I was just listening to Trent Shelton's podcast. Trent is one of my digital mentors. I don't know Trent personally. He's been on the podcast. I consider him a mentor to me. And I was just listening to his podcast. and He said something very powerful, but I want to give him the credit. He said, we can't hope for a change that we're not willing to live ourselves. Boom. I can't sit here and talk to you and hope for something that I'm not willing to step up with and do myself. I can't tell you to go out and be outspoken about things you care about and then not speak about this because I'm too afraid to and walking on eggshells because I don't want to offend.
1: And to that point too, if we're going to be a part of the change, then I think we need to do more than read a couple books. And I think as two people who are doing a podcast that we are white. The majority of our listeners are white. I think we need to do a better job here and probably a better job in this field, in this area of personal growth, in this area of podcasting, of listening to people who are unlike ourselves. If we're being really honest, I mean, the majority of our guests have been people that are exactly like us. And how are we ever going to learn other perspectives if we don't put other people's voices in front of of our audience and in front of the people of the world that are different from us? And certainly certainly race certainly black people but i feel like most of the people that we interview have been so far predominantly white middle to upper class american you know just living the same life that we live and that that to me i didn't even realize it until this thing came to light. Like, and now that i have i'm like wow wow how can we ever learn if the only people we're willing to listen to are are, are just like us
0: so you got to educate yourself You got to immerse yourself in different perspectives and different people because until you do, things aren't going to change. And as much as y'all don't want to hear it, it's all of our responsibilities to change ourselves, our family, and try to make the world better than it was before we came into it. I don't know what that means personally for you. But I know for me... I'm not going to live behind the guys or live behind the excuse that I don't understand or I didn't experience that in my life. So I can't possibly speak to it or try to give a voice to someone who has gone through a similar situation. It's time to stop worrying about what other people will think and start empowering people and letting your voice or the voice of people that you look up to be heard who are speaking to this issue because this issue is real. This issue is not going to go away. And by ignoring a problem, it's never going to be fixed. And it's all individually our responsibility to be better.
1: Absolutely. And if, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, if somehow you found us and this is the only thing you've ever listened to of us and you have a perspective that you want to share, please reach out to us. Please reach out to us and say, hey, I have a perspective and it doesn't even have to be about this, by the way. But if you want to talk about this, let's do it if you have a perspective that you want to share, I would love to hear from you because it should not be just whatever our thoughts are on this, right? Yes, we're sharing our thoughts today because that's what we have to roll with, but we don't want to just sit in that and be like, well, we're the only voices that we need to hear because then again, it just makes it about us. This is not about us. This is not supposed to be about us. This is bigger than us. And this is This is something that we need to deal with as Americans, like Brandon was saying, each individually and in our family unit so that we can make a bigger impact collectively in this country.
0: Y'all, black lives matter. We got to get behind this. And it can't just be now for the social media age to be popular to be with a trend. This isn't a trend. This is life. This is the life of so many Americans that we have to be aware of and open your eyes and look around and see And be the change that you want to see. Take care of yourselves.